back at it again. Can't stop, won't stop. It's another edition, the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host, RIC, and the place to be, Rick Saratella, here on location right now in the New Jersey headquarters of the NFL Draft Bible. But in 13 days, folks, we'll be down in Philadelphia for ball-to-the-wall coverage of the 2017 NFL Draft, and we have another great show for you lined up today, uh, brought to you by Premier Athlete Advisors. Check out PremierAthleteAdvisors.com if you're a 2018 NFL draft prospect or maybe a future draft prospect. You definitely want to check out everything that Adam and Matt are doing, good friends of mine. I know they're getting ready for their uh, international camp out there in Amsterdam, so they're excited about that. But these guys are global, worldwide with the PremierAthleteAdvisors.com. Of course, Parabolic Performance and Rehab, check them out too. GoParabolic.com with their brand new grand opening of the world-class training facility down there in Manalapan, New Jersey, largest indoor training facility east of the Mississippi. So uh, exciting times for them. And, of course, the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. We're already turned the page to 2018 down in Texas uh, for the fourth annual College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. We'll be releasing the watch list in May, so uh, you can get on board, nominate a player, nominate yourself, nominate a teammate, uh, cgsallstar.com, and we will review uh, your credentials for that. Of course, you can always email me, ric, at nfldraftbible.com, and follow us over at, at nfldraftbible. We've been posting all these interviews, including this one, and all of our radio hits we've got going on uh, on location across the nation, bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002. We've got another good one for you here today. He's Azusa Pacific defensive back C.J. Brochard, and he joins us on the hotline right now. C.J., thanks for taking some time today. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we like to uncover the draft gems here at the NFL Draft Bible, so that's what we do here, and you are – a D2 All-American, leading that Azusa Pacific uh, secondary this past year. You guys had a very successful season, 9-3 and overall, undefeated in the conference, undefeated on your home turf. Let's start off right there. Uh, The the reason for your success and uh, some of this uh, senior leadership class that you guys had uh, to leave on a high note. Now, maybe not uh, winning the, the, the D2 football playoffs, but overall a very successful season. Yes, sir. Yeah, this was definitely a special year. Uh, The program has come a long way. Uh, I I was able to be here for four years straight and and play all four years. And uh, so I I would attribute our success as a defense this year to just being – we just had a lot of mature guys that were in the program for a long enough time to understand uh, what it took to win win ballgames. And uh, we understood that sometimes you're gonna you're gonna mess up but uh we just we all had such a short-term memory and and we just loved each other and loved the game so much we were willing to to sacrifice to make plays for each other uh and yeah we didn't we didn't go all the way to the national championship but this was actually our first nc2a playoff berth in school history so uh that was definitely another huge landmark for the for the program and even though I'm leaving this year, I, I'm still going to be the biggest Cougar football fan, and I can't wait to see where the program goes. 
All right. Well, hey, we appreciate that little nugget of information because uh, you obviously played a big part of that with the key role, 74 tackles, uh, five interceptions, six breakups all over the field, the fourth fumble. Uh, and I'm checking out some of your schedule. You guys play, you know, we just had a wide receiver from Simon Frazier on a, a couple of days ago that ran a 4-2-2-40. I see you guys play Western Oregon, so I'm sure you matched up with Tyrell Williams in the past. Who, who are some of the tougher opponents, whether individually or as a team as a whole? Looking back at it now, you reflect upon your career. Who's some of those tough guys you had to match up against? Yeah, you say Tyrell Williams, and, and that kind of sent a, a chill up my spine. <laughs> that was a uh, <laughs> that was a, a matchup for me my my sophomore year. Um, going into my that was the my sophomore year was kind of my first year of taking up that role as a uh, every down starter. And uh, Tyrell, I mean, obviously you guys have seen what he's been able to do with the Chargers this season, and and that was amazing to see and. Uh, he really taught me that uh, film, watching film and being prepared for a ball game is, is just huge. Um, I would say that after playing against him, I, I didn't have the, the greatest matchup with him, um, but he definitely showed me what it looked like to, to be just a, an absolute baller and, and be prepared uh, for every snap. Uh, one of his teammates, Paul Revis, he – I think he has one more season left, but uh, he's another guy that I'm sure will be on the radar after his final season. Um, mm. And then back to, to Simon Frazier, another guy I played against my sophomore year is Lamar Durant. Uh, he's playing up in Ca- Canada right now uh, for the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, so, yeah, those are, those are a few guys that I definitely enjoyed uh, competing against, and I'm going to miss matchups like those, but I can't wait to – hopefully get a shot at uh, matching up with Tyrell again and, and seeing some of those better matchups later on. Yeah. The uh, early introduction there on, in your career to what uh, a taste of the NFL is like. And we all know he, he went on to have a thousand yards this past season. He was actually over here in New Jersey training uh, at parabolic for a little bit too. So I actually had the sneak peek preview while, while everybody was a little bit surprised. I kind of knew, you know, I expected him to do big things just because he came yeah. in with so much athleticism. He was a, a freak of an athlete. And, you know, that leads me into my next question because we have you listed as uh, at six foot, 200 pounds. Tyrell is like six foot four. So how does that change your approach when you match up against a taller receiver, as opposed to a speedy guy? Does your approach to how you cover someone like that change? Yeah. You know, watching film, I think, Every receiver, uh, depending on their body type, depending on their release, uh, depending on the style of offense they play in, that's going to change uh, my mentality going into each rep. And so with a, a bigger guy like Tyrell, generally I would like to get up in the guy um, and, and just be physical with them because I, I'd rather take away the space and not allow them to get that momentum to go up for a, a big jump ball like you would generally see a big six four guy do uh so that that would definitely be my technique is to come up and press if we were in a zone uh i would do i would show a press look at the beginning just to uh kind of take that the quick game away but um yeah definitely the press and i enjoy being physical um and 
and definitely with the smaller, quicker, quicker guys, I, I would probably do the same, uh, depending on the scheme that they're playing in. If I'm in the slot, I generally like to back off a little bit just to give myself room to work and think. Uh, but yeah, with the with the bigger guys, I'm definitely going to be up there pressing them. All right, definitely uh, the film room talk coming through. You can tell a student of the game. We're talking to C.J. Bouchard from Azusa Pacific, bringing you the names you need to know first here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. And you mentioned it, C.J., physicality, a big part of your game. Uh, Give us the little self-scouting report about yourself because I'm sure there's a few folks who may not have heard of you. There could possibly be some NFL scouts listening to us right now or maybe on the archive and – uh, you know, we're putting these names on their radar. Give us the breakdown of yourself. Give us the skinny of what NFL teams can expect to see when they pop in your game film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I think there's a big three that, that you'll see. And uh, the first one is definitely that I'm a playmaker. Uh, you'll, you'll notice that I'm either around the ball or I have the ball in my hands. And I think that's a big part of my game is just – uh, being prepared and, and being aware, uh, I understand through through watching film all the way through the week up until the game it is a big part uh, of my success. And uh, so just knowing where the ball is going to be, that that's helped me a ton. Uh, secondly is that I'm just – I'm a hybrid out there on the field. Uh, I, I can play any position in the defensive backfield. Uh, I've played boundary corner. I've played field corner. I've played a – a hybrid nickel linebacker position. I played free and strong safety. Uh, I really had to master each position because the depth in those positions wasn't that great uh, these past few years at, at Azusa Pacific. And uh, so that really helped me with my game a lot too, just knowing where everyone was going to be on the field and, and why they were filling that role. Uh, and thirdly is my love for the, the phase of special teams, um, in the game, I feel like special teams is, is such an important phase of the game. And my willingness to play is definitely going to jump out at you on, on tape. I think I'm kind of a rare breed. You don't see a lot of guys that start for four years on defense and also start on three or more special teams uh, for four years as well. Uh, so I think that will attribute to my leadership and uh, just willingness to fill any role uh, and kind of do the dirty work. I'm, I'm – I was never a returner in my four years at APU. It was, uh, I was always just willing to throw a block for my returners or run down a punt or a kickoff on the field. Well, NFL teams are going to love to hear that. It definitely uh, adds your value and the versatility. Another feather in the cap for C.J. Bouchard here. Azusa Pacific, you just heard it, jack of all trades. And uh, very good uh, turnout for your pro day workout, from my understanding, CJ. I know at least 20 NFL teams were attendants to uh, watch you run your 40 and 33 uh, inch vert, nine foot eight broad, 18 bench press reps uh, in the four six range there in the 40, four three four shuttle, seven three two L cone from uh, what we got on file anyway. But what was the whole? draft preparation process like for you because i know uh your season probably ended what late november december early december so it was kind of like a four month three month waiting process to the pro day uh what was that process like for you leading up to it what was the mental daily grind like what was it like training for 
testing, you know, measurables instead of preparing for a game. It's a whole different type of mindset. Uh, day in, day mm-hmm. out, it's kind of like an eight-hour job day now. Right. Uh, so I'm I'm actually still in classes. So that was definitely something that went into uh, kind of the planning is figuring out, okay, how can I schedule my classes to be able to train best I can and still finish strong as I graduate this May. Uh, but my my strength and conditioning coach here at Azusa Pacific, Gabe Heigard, uh, he did a phenomenal job of setting up a 10-week training program uh, for me and one of my teammates, Tyree Davis, who's also a corner in this in this draft class. Um, and so through the 10 weeks, we had, man, I would say uh, we had a workout at least every morning. It was like a mobility type of a thing. And then uh, we were in the weight room later on in the day. And then after the weight room, it was out to the field. And uh, it was just 10 weeks of absolutely getting after it. And like you said, it was, it became an eight hour job. Like it, it was just, you lived and breathed the 40, you lived and breathed the shuttle. Um, we got after it in the weight room, getting ready for the bench and the vert and the broad, but it was definitely a great time. Uh, it was tough at times because I was so used to training with, you know, a group of 120 guys with, with all my teammates. And then it came down to uh, just one and two of us at a time. And so that was tough, but coach Heiger definitely kept us motivated. And uh, just looking at that calendar and knowing that uh, the 20th was on its way and the, that there would be 20 plus scouts out there that kept us motivated as well. So um, the mindset was just, you know, I've been doing this my whole life and uh, this is what I love to do. So why not just go out there and have a good time with it and, uh, and just enjoy the process. And I'm not going to stress about, uh, oh man, I got I got this number earlier in the training, and why was this number higher than uh, what I expected it to be? You know, I I just I enjoyed the day and enjoyed the experience, and I came out of that experience definitely hopeful and and uh, just ready to move on to the next step. Yeah, you know, and what you said rang a bell with me. You know, uh, I think it's something that separates players at the next level. You mentioned, you know. Uh, athletes are, are a creature of habit. You guys get into a routine, and you, like you said, you're used to working out with the whole team. And uh, I remember a couple years back, you know, there was a two-time all-conference player. He was drafted in the fourth round, and, you know, within three years he was out of the league back at his school's pro day trying to get another look. And I, I was talking to him. I said, what happened, you know? And he said, you know, at the next level – you know, he was a guy that, hey, when when you're working out with the team and everyone's watching, everybody works hard then. It's how you train when nobody's watching that kind of separates the guys at the next level, and that's the big difference. You know, that self-motivation factor, which sounds like you have, uh, got you going right. in the right direction, and then balancing the school schedule. I mean, your commitment and dedication uh, to doing this is, is clear on my end. So, uh, you know, we talked about some of the things you worked on improving. Obviously, you were training for the measurables at your pro day. How about an area of your game, an aspect you wanted to improve upon when you worked on some of the positional drills? What was an area of your game that you were trying to improve between, you know, January and leading up to the draft here? Yeah, I know that uh, it, it's definitely interesting when you have a guy like myself that can play – uh, multiple positions and so I know that going into the pro day 
a lot of the scouts were just interested to see how how does C.J. Broussard move and can we see him moving like a free safety? Can he move like a corner? Uh, what what kind of traits does he have and show that that would give us like just one at least one position that we can solidify for him? And uh, so I I actually just wanted to work all phases of of my game and. Um, when it came time for the position drills, I wanted to show that hey, I'm it's it's not a fluke. Like I I really can play all these positions. I'm, that's how versatile I am. So I I wanted to be able to show uh, that my hips were loose. So we we worked a lot of hip mobility stuff going into it. Uh, I definitely wanted to show that I was rangy. So we worked coming out of my break and getting width as as well as getting depth uh, in in the different drills and. And then I wanted to show that I was crisp coming out of my break. So I worked uh, just any kind of any kind of break fundamentals. We went down to the absolute basics and uh, just got that down to where the muscle memory was so good that I, I could just do it literally in my sleep. Uh, so those were kind of the three phases of my game that I that I wanted to really just hone in and improve on coming up to the pro day. He's a man with a plan, clearly, C.J. Broussard. Uh, Azusa Pacific, he mentioned the versatility. And, uh, CJ, I got to ask, I mean, a uh, bunch of teams at your pro day workout, what, have you been able to gather any feedback, either you or your agent, Andy? Have you been able to speak to any teams in terms of where they envision you at the next level? Do you feel comfortable in a certain spot more than the other? I know you have a team-first mentality, but, I mean, how do you kind of envision it, or are you going to just let the – cookies crumble where they fall yeah I'm definitely uh I know Andy is, is working extremely hard for me and uh I, I definitely I owe him a ton uh, just for the work he's done already since the pro day I know he's reached out to probably almost every team at this point um and we have heard some some good feedback um and yeah I, I think we're just looking for a the right opportunity uh, at the right time, honestly, it's, I'm not going to go into any camp saying, no, I, I don't want to play corner. I, I want to play free safety. Or, I don't want to play strong safety. I'm only a nickel guy. I'm, I'm going to go in the camp and say, but you guys brought me here looking for a spot for me. I'm going to do the same. I'm looking for a spot for myself. And so uh, whatever opportunity I have, I'm going to go at it full speed ahead and, uh, I, I guess I can say that the only definite thing I will be doing is special teams. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna take any time arguing my way out of playing a special teams role. I, I love the, the phase of special teams, like I said, and uh, so that's definitely where I'm gonna start is uh, earn a job on on the special teams phase of the game. Uh, you definitely have a great agent, and I'm sure he'll link you up with a, a, a opportunity that suits you best. And, uh, you know, this has been a great conversation, talking about X's and O's between the lines. Now we're going to jump outside the lines a little bit, get to know you off the field. And, uh, you know, what what do you like to do there in your spare time? Not that you have much of it between the school books and the playbooks and mm-hmm. the, the training, but – you know, when the weekend rolls rolls around and, and you get a chance to unwind a little bit, aside from catching up on some sleep, I mean, what what's C.J. Bouchard like off the field? What do you like to do? You have a hobby. Uh, fill us in a little bit about yourself. Yeah. 
So, I actually, uh, one of my big hobbies that is kind of, it's kind of had to take a back seat to football is uh, parkour and, and free running uh, and a little bit of cliff diving in there as well. Uh, have you heard of parkour? No. Okay, so the best way I can explain it is it's gymnastics. Um, it, it's like outdoor gymnastics, if that makes sense. So it, it's you're doing the flips and everything like that, but it's all on uh, it's on concrete. It's off of walls. It's off of buildings or across uh, across buildings and arches and things like that. Um, so uh, as you can probably imagine, it's, it's a pretty dangerous thing. So I haven't been able to, to really enjoy that as much, uh, because of this football <laughs> career. Um, I was going was gonna, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, I'm going to be, I'm going to be tuning into YouTube and watching you like Spider-Man climbing up walls and down the right. side of buildings. And <laughs> <laughs> that's like, you kind of have to have a Spider-Man mentality when you, when you do that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah. So aside from that, um, I mean, I, this weekend uh, is a special weekend, obviously, with Easter Sunday coming up. But on Saturday, my uh, my younger sister, she's actually a sophomore here at Azusa Pacific, and she plays softball. And uh, she has a doubleheader, so I'll be able to go out and, and watch her two softball games. And uh, so that will be a good time as well. I, I love spending my time with family, and uh, my friends will come around too. And so, um, yeah, that's just a little bit of – I guess a little glimpse into what my weekend will look like. Well, you know, you sound like you have a little daredevil in you. I know you're keeping it safe right now with the draft coming up and all, but I have to ask, I'm a little curious now with the cliff diving, what's the tallest cliff you've jumped? Yeah, the tallest tallest cliff I've jumped is about 70 feet. Wow. Uh, I, I I went on a hike the summer before my freshman year of college and, uh, way off trail in, in central California and found myself with my two other buddies. Uh, we came up over this ridge that was about 70 feet into a, just a little lagoon. Uh, so we climbed down first and got in the water, make sure it was deep enough for someone to jump from way up high into, and it ended up working out. So we had some fun with it for a few hours. All right, there you go. Uh, C.J. Broussard, Azusa Pacific, uh, no boundaries, no limits. I love it. And, C.J., we're winding down on time, and we wrap up each and every episode with this last final question. Uh, as I mentioned, we do send out our interviews to all the NFL teams, so I like to provide the platform at the end here for a, a chance for you to sell yourself to the NFL team, and just in case they are listening. But I want you to tell me when we break from training camp, when we get ready to kick off our week one matchup, I want you to tell me why C.J. Bouchard is going to break my camp and be one of my 53 men. Yeah, that's a that's a great opportunity. So I think that I'm – throughout this interview, I've kind of explained that uh, I'm a Swiss Army knife on the field. I can play any position that's needed. Uh, and I, that shows that I'm willing to fill a role, uh, whether it's special teams or in the defensive backfield. I think the fact that I'm able to play multiple positions, it, it shows my willingness and dedication to uh, study the tape, study the playbook, and, and be prepared for any situation. Uh, and I would just assure you that 
no matter what role you ask me to fill, I'm I'm going to do my best to to make that my living and and to live in that role. And uh, so when it comes game time, you best believe I'm going to be ready to to go make a play for the program. So uh, that's well, the, I know the you're going to be. Yeah, I know you're going to be uh, coming, bringing that heat and ready for it because that's all you've done throughout your career there at Azusa Pacific, as we mentioned earlier in the show, leaving the football program in a better place and couldn't ask for anything more than that. So, hey, CJ, this has been enlightening for me. Uh, I, I'm looking forward. I'm intriguing, uh, intrigued to see where you land at the next level because I know you're going to make the most of that opportunity, and I'll be in touch with Andy. I'm sure he'll keep me posted. But uh, best of luck here along the way. And uh, just two weeks away, what are we doing for the draft weekend? Have you gotten that far? Are you going to – uh, be jumping off cliffs somewhere? Are you going to tune in and, and pull up a seat and watch the drafts, or what, what's your plans for the weekend? Uh, no cliffs yet, but uh, <laughs> I'll definitely I'll definitely be tuning in to to the draft. But, um, but I'll probably be spending that weekend with family and and trying to finish the semester strong. My my graduation will be the following week, so I got to get these last few papers out of the way, and then and then we're ready to roll. Yeah, definitely wrap up those final projects there. And, uh, hey, listen, enjoy your sister's uh, softball games this weekend, and I'm sure we'll be chatting hopefully sooner rather than later. All right. Thank you. Thank you again for having me on the show. Hey, my, our pleasure. That's uh, C.J. Burchard, defensive back, Azusa Pacific. And remember, you heard it here first on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host, Rick Saratella. We are powered by Premier Athlete Advisors. Check out premierathleteadvisors.com. Of course, nfldraftbible.com for all your scouting reports, in-depth analysis of the 2017 NFL Draft. We're getting ready to unveil our seven-round mock, our overall big board rankings, one through 1,000. Uh, it's all coming out on the nfldraftbible.com. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at nfldraftbible. The uh, Parabolic Performance and, and Rehab, goparabolic.com you want to get more information on their brand-new world-class indoor training facility, largest on the East Coast. It's it's a sight to see for sure, folks. And uh, just a reminder, you are looking to catch up on this interview. If you just tuned in live and, and, and want to catch the archive, uh, you can check out our Blog Talk Radio archives on All Access Football. We've had an interview every day this week, and we've got more on the way. Tomorrow we'll have Obi Melofamu from UConn, and then uh, Monday we have Philip Nelson from ECU joining us. Uh, Brad Seaton from Villanova will join the show on Tuesday next week. So uh, we're counting you down, leading you right up to the draft just 13 days away. That was C.J. Broussard, Azusa Pacific, six foot, 200-pound uh, defensive back who runs in the 4-6 range with a 33-inch vert, 9-8 broad, 18 bench press reps, 4-3-4 shuttle, 7-3-2 L cone, D2 All-American, and, uh, you know, there you have it, uh, another name for the memory bank for all you draft Knicks out there. Of course, I was your host, Rick Saratella, RIC, and the place to be. Till the next time, everybody.